So the TV networks are biting affiliates in the ass, Keith. <laughs> Cumulus in their quarterly report bloviated. Everybody bloviates, but this one was really blovetitious. <laughs> and whatever that is. And Liberty Media bails on iHeart. Hmm, not much of an endorsement there. Well, good morning with our opinions, comments, and this morning's uh, just kicking around tap dancing. I'm Jackson Weaver in the Emerald City. And in Southern California is my co-host, Mr. Keith Samuels. So we would like to welcome you to the Tuesday, November 16th episode of Media Insultant. So I guess if you do a quarterly report, there's a certain amount of bloviating, you know, whatever you want to call it, Keith, <laughs> BS, indecipherable phrases, misleading circular logic. But Cumulus's last report was maybe one of the best ever. I, I got to read it to you because Mary Berner, the CEO <laughs> of the company, said as um, she was going through this in her quarterly call with the investors, quote, we see significant and continued upside potential in multiple drivers of shareholder value, which include a strong balance sheet. Yeah, right. With the debt you've got, a liquidity profile. <laughs> what is a liquidity profile? And get this. This is my favorite phrase. Substantial optionality regarding future capital allocation. Keith, if you haven't fallen asleep, what does any of that mean? Well, it just means that, uh, you know, that I, I want some substantial optionality for Christmas. You know, that would be fun. But, I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's all about how can we take all the attention off the fact that we are not performing up to where we were in, in a third quarter 2019 pre-COVID. We're struggling to get out of COVID. We want to take all the attention off of COVID and vaccination policies and our performance and everybody wants to buy a new shiny object. So her future capital allocations, you know, could be something like Amber Wave, like uh, the old White Orbit uh, purchased by, uh, by Odyssey. In any case, you know, at least Cumulus hasn't changed their name. All right. Let's just, let's just give, give some, you know, Mary Burner some credit. Give them credit you know, for she's, that. Yeah. She's, she's not changing the name yet, but, you know, that, that could always be a possibility. Well, one of the companies... Uh, as we move on here, because this is so much bloviating, Keith, even you and I can't stand it. So, uh, but you mentioned name change, iHeart, which is the old clear channel, right? Right. Uh, has had all kinds of financial issues over the past uh, 15 years. And one of their key investors is a very patient guy by the name of John Malone. Seems like he's lost his faith in that. But before we get into that, Keith, Television networks and their affiliates have always had a certain tension between their respective goals, right? Really? Oh, yeah. I, did, I didn't know. You didn't know. I can <laughs> I can understand why, but you would think they would just be in harmony and close coupled in embracing each other. But I'll tell you, it's getting pretty close to an open revolt now, to the point <laughs> now where broadcasters are going to the FCC and asking the FCC that the OTT platforms owned by the networks, mm -hmm. get follow this, owned by the networks, they should pay them retrans fees. So and you and I have pointed this out numerous times, that the networks and the affiliates are at cross purposes. I mean, at, at core, local stations clear network shows. And they mm -hmm. get paid by the cable systems to clear them, right? Mm -hmm. So 
and, and of course, the networks get to keep the advertising revenue for the inventory they have. Now, the networks all came along and said, this is great that the cable systems are paying you for that clearance. Send us the money. <laughs> After yeah, because all, we it's produce our, the show. Because it's our content that you're clearing, so we deserve the money, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what they've done, and that's been okay for a while. But now then, the networks come along, and they find a different way to essentially clear those same shows. They play the same shows on some of their OTT platforms, Hulu, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, etc. And guess who doesn't get paid, Keith? Yeah. Let's see. The network affiliate stations in your city don't get paid for that. Yes. You know, but we're really talking about a couple of different groups of stations. And I think it's important to distinguish it because the networks all have a portfolio of their owned and operated television stations. So they're allowed by the FCC to have a small number of O&Os, as we call them. CBS has their O&Os. NBC has their O&Os, like KNBC in Los Angeles. And, uh, and ABC has their O&Os uh, in all the major cities, you know, in a handful of cities. What is it, like uh, eight cities? I guess they can have seven or eight stations that are O&Os. So those guys, they just take it they, 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 they don't have much to say about all this network comp, and they don't have much to say about the OTT. They're just a division of the network and the network station group. What we're talking about are those other big groups and independent guys that have all these other stations, the Tegnas, the Greys, the Coxes, the... Uh, Sinclairs, uh, yeah. The Sinclairs, uh, you know, and all those guys. And, they're, and, they're, and they're, they're building up portfolios that are a lot bigger than what the networks are allowed to own. And they're a lot more important in terms of size than the network's own O&O portfolios. So, you know, this, this, is, this is a little different struggle than what would have been happening uh, 15 or 20 years ago when these other television groups were just as small as the O&O groups. Now they're much bigger. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a battle of the titans because... You know, these, you know, if all of a sudden uh, Sinclair or Tegna says, we're not clearing your network, or, you know, they've got a lot more bargaining power now than they used to. So I, I, I can, I, this is going to be fun to watch because this, the, all the power is not with the networks anymore because they, they need these affiliates for clearances. Well, but that, that is the point, Keith, is that uh, they don't need the affiliates for clearances anymore, except for the fact that they're all sucking on the retrans teat. And right, so, right. so this proposal, what they're doing is they've gone to the FCC, and they want the FCC to treat OTT as a, essentially a cable platform under the retransmission consent deal between the stations and the networks. So, But to me, they're just swapping dollars. I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, let's say that the OTT platforms do pay the stations. But then the networks are going to come along and say, give it to us anyway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, just like they do with cable retrans. So, I, you know, I'll tell you, though, in some of the conversations I've had with my friends who run uh, network television stations, they're close to almost a, a tipping point because mm. the local affiliates really need to kind of figure their shit out without the networks. You know, you yeah. and I talked about this the other day. I mean, in L.A., KTLA – basically is all news there are a couple of variations but i checked through their program schedule the other day and they no longer have anything but news now they rebroadcast news you know the the seven o'clock news in the morning goes until 11 but that's still all news and i think that could be a model that you'll see exhibited a lot more often in some of these markets as the local affiliates go 
Why are we doing this? We're going through all this work and all this hassle, and it's hurting our local newscast because we've got a weak network or because no one watches any of the network shows. And so we're going to go out on our own. It's going to be interesting right. to watch. And I think as you see these stations groups grow, like like the Tegnas of the world and the Sinclairs of the world, they're, they're already doing some of their own network, in-house network syndication content, you know, clearing shows across all the Sinclair stations that they produce. So, you know what? They're, they're giving the stiff arm to the network, and they're even giving the stiff arm to some of these syndication firms. Right, right. Um, but, you know, but really the, the, the core problem right now for the television networks and the reason they're so greedy on these trans uh you know on these retrans fees is is that you know their primetime shows used to get you know what 20 30 shares 15 shares you know giant ratings giant shares because there was no competition you had to watch all in the family you had to watch the mary tyler moore show you had to watch uh, 60 minutes and now those shows get a fraction of those ratings. I mean, down in low single digits, right, in terms of, of, of rating points, if that, and certainly not double digits in share. So, uh, you know, they can't get the ad prices up for those network shows like they used to be able to get. And so now they have to rely on these retrans fees for their own affiliates and then to demand a bigger share of it from their their network affiliates. And so, yeah, they're, 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 they're really hurting at the network level. And uh, and this is this is symptomatic of, of the I, we got we got to scoop up more revenue. Where are we going to go get it? Well, our affiliates retrans fees. That's the thing. The affiliates now are trying to fight back with. I, I mean, it's going to be a real interesting yeah. interesting battle. But as I said, networks and their affiliates have always had this tension. It's never been to this point, at least from my point of, of view. So, so John, what, what, well, so you say we're at the tipping point. And that's where Media Insultant gets really excited. So we're going to watch how this tips. <laughs> exactly, exactly. In, in 2022. Okay. So John Malone, who uh, most of us have uh, known at least by reputation for probably 40 yeah. years, um, he has a company called Liberty Media. And Liberty Media has been a very successful investor in all kinds of media. I think at this point they own Cirrus uh, XM Satellite. They own Pandora. And they mm-hmm. bought a hunk of iHeart about 10 years ago. No, probably wasn't that long ago. Five years ago. And I think the idea was they they thought they could be patient investors and take over iHeart. And now it seemed that uh, they want to wash their hands of iHeart Media, and they have sold their stock back to iHeart. And Keith, here's the question that I, I don't get the debt. I don't get the math on this. They picked up some debt when iHeart went through their re- restructuring during their bankruptcy a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they bought six hundred million dollars in bonds for four hundred ninety million. Okay? okay, they converted those to six point nine million shares of preferred stock. Now, at a share price of twenty five dollars a share, that's only one hundred seventy million dollars. They claim it was a profitable transaction for them. Oh, I don't get that. Where, you know, yeah. how is $170 million more than $490 million? Unless they really didn't buy it for $490 million, they bought it for a lot less and didn't publish that. But they, they wouldn't, they would have had to. It was in, it was in the, in bankruptcy court. So, uh, what, what am I missing here? What are we missing in case you'd have the same problem with the math that I did? Yeah, well, I have the same problem with the math that you do. And I, and I know that, that, uh, John Malone and his, and his, and his brain trust at Liberty, are a lot smarter at the math than I am, so I'm sure they had a better deal on the debt than they we know here, and um, and perhaps you know came out a little bit better on this deal. But what they were laying in the weeds 
for, from what I can tell, was that they, they wanted to increase their holdings. They wanted to continue to buy debt at, at very, very low prices and, and really kind of find a way to, to accumulate a much bigger ownership share of, of iHeart than iHeart's management and board wanted them to be able to do. Yes. And, and so, right. you know, the thought in the, in the industry was is that this was the missing piece for Malone and Liberty Media to be able to have satellite streaming and now terrestrial. terrestrial over the air, plus all of the digital streaming and podcasting that they could fold into their Pandora offering as well at you know at Sirius XM. So yeah, it, it, it kind of made sense to a lot of people that having that terrestrial play as a complement really kind of closed the circle, closed the loop of anybody wanting audio, right? You got it all. Got it all at the mall. Well, <laughs> you know, they got discouraged enough where they said, we're out of here. That also coincided with the fact that, that a company out of Great Britain called Global Media out of the UK, they had bought a significant share of, uh, of iHeart and wanted, and iHeart was going through this process with the FCC to allow a certain, a greater percentage of foreign ownership of their company than was currently allowed by the FCC. It was granted, I think it was increased up to like 15% of a company, a broadcast company in the US could be owned by a foreign investor or foreign company and but global media wanted to take it up to 49%. They wanted they wanted a big chunk. They wanted to be the major player for iHeart and they decided to back out. So, you know, they they got they got rebuffed by management and the board apparently. So they're backing out on their deal to go up to 49%. So, clearly Bob Pittman and Rich Bressler want to keep running their company. They want to be the guys in charge. Clearly the board is with them. We're not going to see an ownership change in iHeart for a while. Yeah, and I'd argue that uh, that's probably okay. I think iHeart's the best run of the big companies. They have their problems, no question about it, but they're pretty well run, and they've uh, made a good investment on this, on the iHeart platform. And yes, it's going to be a long time till it really pays off, but you know, probably a pretty smart move on Pittman and Bressler's part. And uh, Malone and, and the company out of Great Britain just simply decided, you know, there's really nothing we can contribute to this. Yeah, and yeah. you know we're we're just we're it's not going to be it's they don't want they didn't want a, a big brutal adversarial kind of a fight so yeah well and you know and and Liberty is having their own problems with with Pandora Pandora has been bleeding subscribers and therefore I'm assuming a lot of revenue in terms of ad revenue and subscriber revenue as well since they purchased Pandora a while back so and then you have you know all the all the the traditional radio companies struggling to get back to pre COVID ad levels and ad revenue levels. So it kind of comes at a time where they're going, guys might be scratching their head going, you know, A, we've got other headaches, or B, you know, there's not the upside that we thought there might be a couple of years ago for this, and we really don't need it. So move on, so, move on down the move road. On. Yeah. You know, Keith, uh, holidays are upon us now, and um, this week we're going to wrap up our regular schedule, and next week we'll have a couple of best of media insultant interviews for Thanksgiving week, and we'll talk about that a little bit more on, on Thursday. So... You know, in the meantime, it's been a great uh, 15 minutes, and it always goes way too fast. But Media Insultant is a production of InTown Media, and uh, we welcome comments anytime at jackson at intownmedia.com. Keith, until Thursday, what can I say? Get out your Christmas and Thanksgiving stuff. We're going to start celebrating early this year. Yeah, we're, we're flipping to Christmas after Thanksgiving, and uh, it's going to be an exciting month of December, and we've got some great shows teed up for you for the Thanksgiving uh, week to celebrate Thanksgiving without the media insultants beside you there at the Thanksgiving table. 
you know, <laughs> giving thanks for all the great mishaps in media that we've had over the years. So anyway, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Thursday, Jackson.